Warning, this podcast contains explicit language, things of a sexual nature, and spoilers about something you've probably not seen yet. You've been warned. So, yeah, my hair is constantly living under a hat at the moment. Um, what is that? Is, is it, has it got really long, though? Or it's is, not really long, it's just... Not styling it. It's just, yeah, there's... It's a lot longer than I normally have it. So, um... It'll be another, what, couple of months until we can go to the hairdressers again. Laura have a go? She's offered. Um, She said she'll watch some YouTube videos. Mm. But I'm a bit Sheldon Cooper about it. And, like... Mel did a really good job on Ben's. We've we've both gone to the same hairdresser for, what, 20-odd years now. Old Terry at Roman's. So, I'm like, that's the only person... He's not going to tell you off for getting your hair cut. No, no, it's, it's not dis, dis, It's not, no, it's not being Terry disloyal. Terry loves people. I'm rugby tap it, like, tap it out. Yeah. Like, rub, rub your tackle, but... But, yeah, I think... <clears throat> I was considering a... Like a skinhead, but... I, I do I not was, look good. I, I, the biggest problem is I look so Phil Mitchell, it's fairly scary. When, <laughs> I, when I go for any kind of buzz, it, oh, yeah. <laughs> like proper Phil Mitchell is not good. I had it ages ago, Becky hated it. So I, I reckon she can probably maybe just like trim this a bit and then shave the back and sides a bit. Mm. YouTube videos, it's very, very easy to follow. It's all good. I don't, apparently don't oh, again. I don't really follow links about people moaning very much because it's boring. But apparently, a load of people kicked off on something to do with this morning because there was like a, a a hairdresser was on this morning talking about how to cut hair from home. Mm. It's effectively saying, yeah, it's really easy and it's not that difficult. And you just buy hair dye from the shops and you don't really need to go to a hairdresser and all this sort of stuff. And about like, obviously, a load of people raged about it because. <laughs> uh, it is a luxury at the end of the day, so <laughs> you know. Yeah, kind of it is. It's like it's like cooking your favourite dinner. You know, you can get it to taste quite nice, but if you go to a high class restaurant, it's always going to be better. Well, yeah, but then also as well, it's not like it's going to interfere with my modelling contracts. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Not like GQ are going to go pee. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, this isn't going to happen anymore. Call, sorry, Pete, it was in your contract that your hair had to stay between yeah. five centimetres and seven centimetres of length. Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry, but, you, you know, this is Garnier, and you're just looking a bit too Vival de Soon with your uh, with your latest do, so, sorry, that's it. Game from over. <coughs> contract. Right, well, this is the first time we're doing this live with the tunes as well so hopefully if i press a button it's going to kick off the podcast oh let's see Easy as that. We, we, we should do it this way all the time. Oh, yeah.
<laughs> Maybe don't have it on Outtake number one <laughs> I had the outro queued up as well And uh, it kicked in I wasn't expecting that But anyway Welcome to episode 52 of the Friday Night Beer Club This is the second lockdown episode That we are doing via the wonder of the internet and Zoom um, My name's Wyatt And I'm joined by Ben Hello I'm joined by Simo and we have Pete in the house. Hello. We are due to have Chris at some point, um, but he's on another call at the moment, so I'm expecting him to burst through randomly at some point. Patient Zoom session at the moment, not. And yeah, so he will he will jump in at some point. So um, how is everyone doing with their lockdown at the moment? Who wants to start? My beer's broken, so someone else start, and I'm going to go fix it. I'm doing really well, actually. Um, had a, a couple of moments of like, oh god, this is a bit crap, but on the whole, um, just seem to be getting on with it. I think it, I've been lucky that work's been really, really busy, um, which has just kept me going full steam. Hmm. So when I when I when I do stop doing that, I've got PlayStation with you guys, or get out in the garden. Weather's been so nice, so on the whole, a good double. Oh, Pete's on a red stripe. That works really well with his Barbados background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. It's very... Uh, <laughs> on brand. He'll be getting out the goat curry in a minute. <laughs> What's the... Oh, it's just 1664 uh, glass, though. Oh, yeah, coconut or something. He's oh. cross-branding. That's not good. I've got anything more... Than that. An umbrella. An umbrella, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been all right. I've still been at work. Um... The positives are that the roads are quiet, um, the places I go to work, there's no one in them, um, so it's been, yeah, it's been alright, and yeah, like we probably said last week, it, we've got a wealth of things to do, PlayStation, Netflix, all that sort of stuff, so it's not like you're just sitting around the house staring at the walls. Um, no, Christ, no, I wish it was half the time. I think, yeah, we all have moments... Maybe a few lulls here and there where you can't go out, but I'm alright with it. I think I'm doing well. On the whole, I've had more lulls than lulls. More eh? <laughs> lulls than lulls. More lulls than lulls. Jeez. Sorry, bad joke. Yeah, you got that one written down. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> so damn quick. Um, so, Simo, how are you doing? Um, yeah, I was doing better. Before, mm. but I think it's just tiredness more than anything now. Um, just yeah, getting fed up with everything. And um, well, it's not so much the. I don't mind working from home at all. Mm. I work from home is great. It saves me a lot of a lot of traveling. Saves the petrol. Saves the miles on the car. But um, but yeah, though it's it's weird being because you said about obviously you've got lots of work which is keeping you busy. And um, which is a good thing. And for me, I've got loads of work, but I'm finding it stressing me out because I'm not getting it done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's like in in my mind, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'd, I like being busy because it passes the time, the days go quicker. And but then on the flip side, at the moment, I kind of feel like, yeah, I'm just like um, drowning in work. And uh, not cutting through it. And then I also forgot that it's a bank holiday weekend as well, so it didn't map out my uh, my week very well. 
given that obviously we lose a day today. Good uh, night, Friday, and, it, and, 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 and yeah, and then we lose, and then we lose Monday. So, so I can't even like kind of pick it up back then. But um, you could paint your nails. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you, I've done, uh, they've chipped off a lot. I need to scrub them down and, and go again. Um, or get Layla to do them again, I should say. She did. She wants to pick different colours. I got to pick the colours last time, so I went for kind of like a red and blue combination. Um, she, I don't think she was too keen on that, so she wants to pick the colours next time, so God knows what I'm going to look like. Um, she'll probably do some more lipstick and eyeliner and stuff like that. It's just the nature of the beast. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> no. And the thing is, because I'm not obviously, they've uh, they've actually banned video calls at my work. Why? Because they've got it all set up before everyone kind of disappeared. Made sure everyone had laptops, that uh, the webcams working, all the uh, microphones and he- headsets if you needed them. Got that sorted, and then day one, basically the whole um, system that they use, uh, Cisco Jabber, was basically just crashed because it couldn't handle the volume of people. Because everyone was then obviously using it for calls, and we're doing video calls by default because that's what they enabled. That it couldn't handle the bandwidth, so just basically pulled down all the system. The VPN kept crashing because it just couldn't handle everything. So then they updated it all to make sure that it was audio only by default, and basically said, "Yeah, please don't do video unless you have a specific reason that you need to." So after the first day, I think everyone was in kind of like, oh, "Okay, cool, but don't need to borrow." Worry about doing your hair, sit there with a beer, that sort of thing. Yeah, there we go. Excellent, good stuff. Um, Lockdown life, I guess. Lockdown (coughs) life. life. uh, Pete, how are you enjoying the lockdown? Um, Yeah, kind of similar uh, to Simo, although obviously with with small children, that's got to be come with its own set of stresses, which uh, I'm sure must be really tricky, whereas I'm very lucky my you know my daughter's 11 so she's a little bit demanding yeah but um we um we've been all right um the first week was a bit mental similar kind of stuff we had ip phones at work um but the problem is where we work is in a barn in the middle of nowhere in dunmo and it, it has broadband but it's not great so i sort of brought this IP phone home, tested it, got it all set up, ready to go, really. And then we tried the reality of it, and all these IP phones just completely fell over. Mm. It was just a complete nightmare. So actually, company-wise, any internal communication, because we were using emails, but then email chains, everybody jumps in after someone's already said something, and it all gets lost, and people reply to different parts of the chain, and it's all over the show. Yeah. So actually revert to WhatsApp. <laughs> As a company, yeah, um, because you can see a clear set out of who said what, um, and then the phones. We've got one, one or two people on site there that are then diverting calls out to the rest of us on our mobiles, and and we'll phone a customer back, and then we're asking customers wherever possible to um, to email because the likelihood that someone will get back to them quicker. Yeah. But then major companies are doing that, so it's kind of one of them things. Um, yeah, it's a little bit paranoia. Uh, I, I started the new job I was in in November, and it's predominantly a sales thing, which generally is face-to-face selling. So, yeah, 
I was a little bit anxious to say the least. Uh, luckily enough, I've got enough <coughs> getting on doing websites and stuff like that, and um, also I've been learning the system and then making myself as useful as possible with admin and other stuff. So yeah, luckily uh, I've i managed to keep pretty busy. Mm. Uh, the only thing that's a bit weird is when I've worked from home previous, nobody else has been home. So I sit upstairs and the girls are downstairs and yeah, it's a weird one. So Lizzie, my daughter's found it particularly hard because daddy's just sat upstairs and because I have to take calls and talk to customers and stuff like that, but it is really between nine and half past five, you've got to leave daddy alone wherever possible. And yeah. It's had its adjustment. Again, she's 11. Uh, people with, with smaller children, I'm sure it must be really difficult. But on the plus side, I, I really do think people have adapted to it. In the last couple of weeks, you talk to people and you kind of start off business calls with like a, a chit chat. How are you doing? You're all right? How are you feeling? How are you managing? Are you working? Don't, it's not as formal as it used to be. And that's either whether you're dealing with suppliers or customers or anyone. So I think there is a positive to be taken from that kind of an attitude. Uh, I was talking to a lady only this week, and then mm. four-year-old kept busting in the room, and she started getting really stressed. And I was like, I'm, you're a mother, your daughter's four, and what we're talking about is not important, yeah. really, when it boils yeah. down to it. We're not open heart surgeons. I said, I'll just wait. Said, Are you sure I can call you? I said, it's all right. I'll wait. It's fine. Please don't get upset and please don't get stressed. A four-year-old is going to bowl in and want to talk to a mother because they mm. just are. That's just the way of things. Please don't worry about it. Um, and I think if people just come at things with a bit more of that kind of an attitude, then I, I think, you know, the nature of business will change massively after all of this. I really do think it will. I, I think it will be a lot more in, informal. Uh, it's also proven that people can work from home. Yeah, I think that's a big, big one. But outside of work, we're fine. You know, it's the three of us. Uh, my wife's a teacher, so she's hasn't had to go into work because no children have really gone into work. Um, she could have been on call for the Easter holidays, but it says she hasn't had to go in. I'm technically on holiday at the moment. I took a day off yesterday, I took a day off next week. Um, and I still, I still took the time because, again, I sat up in the office for the days on end and I haven't had any time off since Christmas. So, actually, it's been quite nice hmm. to kind of get yeah. up and go, what do I need to do? Oh, I don't actually need to do anything. That's okay. It takes a bit of getting used to because you're kind of like, well, maybe I should do some painting or maybe I should do this and maybe I should do that. Like, actually, don't <laughs> just stress yourself out. What are you doing? Um, so no, we're we're fine. Very glad to have the garden. I really feel for people that don't, uh, particularly yeah. weather. That's got to be so hard. So again, when some people are being extremely shitty about other people and what they're doing, uh, my gut is a bit more like, just worry about what you're doing. Worry mm. about what you're up to. Um, there's always going to be numpties. You're never going to stop that. I think by and large, I think people are being sensible with it certainly now anyway so. i think it's, sink, it's sinking in a bit a little bit more i think um i was expect 
like we had to go out today <clears throat> to do a click and collect and I was expecting to see loads of people but um, there were yeah there was a few we saw a few groups of people hanging out together but being the Easter weekend I was expecting there to be lots of people just running riot wanting to go out but hopefully people are getting a message now so um, yeah but let's try not to dwell on I know that's pretty much all there is to talk about these days is the coronavirus because there's nothing else happening Show, show. Be more like like CBBC or something like that, rather. Than yeah, just no. It was just um. What was that thing? It was it was the thing you guys told us about. There was on BBC. It's not the Golden Compass. Oh, thing. it's like Golden um, Compass with the polar it's, bear, it's but the, the series thing. The, oh, the, the oh, his dark material. His dark material. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's watching that. No, we tried to watch it. Like, it's pretty dark in places. And uh, well, you recommended to him to watch it. He's brilliant. Um, so I thought I'd try that, but yeah, she just didn't. Yeah, it was literally about five minutes. Be a bit young for it, I think. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, it's just like this. So like the other day, um, we were, well, I was up at about, I don't know, five with Max, and then Layla suddenly kind of like wandered down at quarter past six, and she was like, oh, let's put a film on. And then, um, and then Rachel ended up having a late in. We ended up watching Lego Movie 2. Nice. And, th- and then, um, oh, fuck, I can't remember now. And then another film. We watched two films before we even had breakfast. And so this is bloody ridiculous. So I'll start working a bit. Awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if like, I was enjoying the film. To be fair, Lego Movie 2, I, I actually did quite enjoy it. Um, it was quite funny. But um, I can't remember what the other one was. It's no crap. Stuck inside, <laughs> I watched um I watched Onward yesterday. Did you? Yeah. On Onward. Mm. It's like, absolutely awesome. Well, we'll see what White thought of it. Um, but the, it it was weird. I I sat watching in awe for a while because just how good the quality of the animation has got. Just hair textures and denim textures and things like that. And I was just kind of taken out of it at times, just looking at how good they were. But um, Pixar seem to have gotten themselves into this pulling on the heartstrings stuff. 
So I always if, have. No, but I mean since up and then inside out and now this, like those three real kind of get you in the feels. Like I know Toy Story started getting right. that way, but they were a bit more um, they started off a bit more slapstick and a bit more just comedy and fun and now they've just managed to just tap in and onward is you think it's one thing but then it's not it's something else completely um yeah and i really enjoyed it thought it was brilliant um i won't say anything because obviously 50 percent of this chat hasn't seen it but um no i, I really Under enjoyed it references in it and stuff like that but mm. you know yeah and so is it it's a disney plus one is it I'm just sorry, I'm just looking it up here because I've not heard of it before. So. It's, it's... No, on, Onward is the latest Pixar and it, it was, well, it was going to have major cinema released. It did get released around, uh, just before around coronavirus time. Oh, okay. Available on premium rental. And, yeah, it's got... and I think in the States, I think they're just going to bite the bullet and just whack it. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's on Disney Plus in the States. Um... Yes, yeah, got a decent VPN of Disney Plus. Mm. But... Uh, it's, yeah, it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, and they've got a really good yeah. chemistry together. You know what? Um, beer and a martini glasses only the last for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just give up. <laughs> Sorry. But no, I, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it, so definitely worth a watch. Um, I don't know if there's... Oh, I watched them. Um, I, I watched Bloodshot. Oh, is that the Vin Diesel thing? The new Vin Diesel one. Yeah. And... Oh, Christ. I watched it after watching a movie called Underwater, which was real, really not good. Um, so, Bloodshot probably did better because I watched a really crap movie beforehand and I enjoyed Bloodshot. Bloodshot is like um, Universal Soldier. If, okay. you, if you go in thinking of that, then you're not too far off. Uh, Vin Diesel is a soldier... And then modern tech uh, can bring him back to life over and over and over again. And he's got nano nanotech in him that if he gets shot, it just heals instantly, blah, blah, blah. So he's indestructible. Um, and then he has a bit of a Robocop moment where he remembers his past and then decides to go and get revenge for the bad things that happened to his wife. Um, it's not terrible. So if it, if it comes onto a streaming service or something like that and you've got nothing else to do, you're not going to be disappointed as long as you don't go in with high expectations. <laughs> that Michael Bay film wasn't terrible either. Which one was that? Oh, uh, the, see? Yeah, but then that's it. Go in with low expectations and you just enjoy all the pretty I stuff going on. I thought it was dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fine. It was exactly what I expected of it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same with going in with um, Bad Boys 3. You know it's not going to be brilliant. and That, that was good, though. I was ple pleasantly surprised by it. But... No, I've got that. That's on my watch list now. But yeah, yeah, I'd quite like to do a Bad Boys um, day. We could, well, we could do a Bad Boys um, for life watch-along, couldn't we? Yeah. Mm. We'll sink in, we'll Snapchat, and uh, away we go. It's um, it's worth a watch. You, you'd enjoy it, Pete. It's, it's classic 90s. Uh, I may or may not have a copy made available to me in recent times that I've, I've not seen yet. So, yes, it's certainly possible. 
wish to do a watch along. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because I've only seen it at the cinema the once, so yeah, I'm up for watching that again. Um, I don't think there's anything else I've seen. I talked about Invisible Man last time, so. Um, I watched. Has anyone else seen The Stranger? Stranger. That's Netflix, isn't it? That's the, the, the series, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I think Laura's watched, watched that. Um, I watched the one that was done before that. What was that one? Oh, is that the one with Dexter in it? Yeah. Um, we talked about it. I can't remember what it was. Well, I watched that because they said, oh, yeah, that was number four and that's better than The Stranger. And I watched that and I found it utterly predictable because I'd read so many Harlan Cobans in the past. So I could see everything that was coming, which was really annoying. <laughs> so I didn't even know. Um, I, no, I think The Stranger was good. I think it was only eight yeah, I think about eight episodes. Hmm. Oh, was, um, sorry? I think the other one before that was called Safe, wasn't it? Hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen the other one. Yeah. yeah. Safe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, we're just doing that whole indecisive flicking through Netflix, trying to find something to watch or Prime or whatever. And I went, and actually, in a weird way, that top ten thing's a little bit useful. <laughs> yeah. I was initially, I was like, oh, for God's sake, it's so corny. But actually, in a way, you're like, well, if, if people are watching it and talking about it, it's interesting what fuss is about. That was in the top ten. I went, all right, have a look at that. Um, it takes one or two episodes to get into it. Um, and you do get a sense of, oh, about three, four episodes in your life. They're starting to introduce a lot of storylines here. I don't know how they're going to pull it all together. And to be fair, by the end, they actually do. So I thought it was pretty good. Yes, there are. I'm, I'm not going to lie to Ben. There, there are a couple of things where you're like, yeah, I know where this is going to go. And we did guess a couple of things. But um, I thought it was still good. Uh, the, the very rough premise is um, there is a stranger, there's a, a, a attractive woman that goes up to people and tells them a truth about their life, specifically a partner, or reveals that they know a dark secret about so-and-so. Mm -hmm. and like, I know that you did X, and you need to either, uh, you need to do this, that, and the other. Um, yeah. it, it's not so much like a sore thing, so it's not like you need to go do these challenges or whatever, but it, it starts off with this sort of confrontation, basically saying, what do you think you know about your partner is not true, and this happened. And then she bubbles off, and you're like, well, okay, but under normal circumstances, would that really... So I started off a little bit cynical with it, but um, as it rolls on, I, I thought it was good. And again, because it's eight episodes, you know, it doesn't take a massive commitment. If it rolled over 20-odd, yeah, you'd start getting the major ass with it, and uh, but it does throw in a few things because it, it just goes, okay, well, we've shown you these people, now we'll show you these people, and then these people, and I'm like, well, what the hell have they got to do with this? And I think it pulls it back in quite nicely, so it sort of starts off, it goes out like that, and it pulls everything back in, and I think by the end, you're satisfied that the storylines are tied up which I think for an eight-episode series, 
nothing's been going. Um, I, I, I can't do stuff longer than eight or ten episodes anymore. I'm stuck watching it and going, oh, God, no. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's not going to set the world on fire, but you're stuck in your house for weeks on end, and you're like, hey, you could smash something over a couple of weeks. You could do a lot worse than watching The Stranger. Yeah. Okay. I, I, <clears throat> I think I said before, I think... Um, I don't mind something being predictable or you can see a twist coming. Um, if it's executed well and you're enjoying the show, then, you know, And cool. also, not all of it's predictable because some things, they literally just shove something in your face and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, I... Episodes, well, then it's just by the end, by the last episode, you're like, yeah, there's one or two things you're pretty sure you know how it might finish. But it's all frozen it was uh, too much, and all of the main characters that are in it are given enough space as well. Over eight episodes, which I thought was impressive. Yeah, because Laura started watching it. Um, I walked in on the last episode and may have given away what I thought was going to be the ending a few seconds before it happened, and then it happened. Um, but then we watch Gogglebox every week, and they've been showing it clips of it every week, each episode. Um, it looked good, but now that I've seen all the clips on Gogglebox, there's not much point in me watching it because I know pretty much everything that happens in it. But I saw the they were showing like the clips of Dennis Penis. Um, I can't remember his real name. Um, I don't name either. I kept saying it was Paul K. Paul K. Is it Paul K? Yes, it Paul K. He is. Um, he's, very, he's very good in it. Very he dark. Has to do a range of stuff. Mm. Um. Um, yeah, I can't read it actually, but it's only been more. It yeah. kind of ruins it. But, um, well, there's, um, there's a couple of other things on Netflix, but what before we get into them, I'm going to put us, uh, I'll put some uh, a little commercial break in and just see if we can get hold of Chris because I think he'll want to join in and chat about it. And uh, we can all refresh our drinks and come back after the break. So we are back, and we've been joined by Chris. He's made it. Hello. How are you doing, Chris? I'm all right. Mate. I'm all right. I've been I've been chatting to the front line, mate. I've been chatting to the front line, <laughs> showing my support for the NHS. Excellent. So we've um we had a little catch up earlier before you were here. How are you finding your lockdown going at the moment? Um, do you know what? To be honest, um, me personally, this isn't really too much different to how I've been for a very long time. Um, obviously, not meeting up to record a beer club is a big difference, mm. um, but, you know, that's the thing. Um, I know you don't want to dwell on stuff. My poor child hasn't been out of the house, really, apart from being moved between two parents for about a month. So I let to take her out yesterday, but the life squad with their no social boundaries or anything like that mm. caused me far too much anxiety, which then relates on to your child. And that 
was like ceased after about 20 minutes. So, yeah, just fucking idiots not understanding what this is all about brings me down. But at other times, there's lots of other things to distract you with. Exactly. Excellent. Good stuff. So we did have a little chat earlier of what we've been watching and things like that. So I think we've got a few more shows to maybe talk about. Um, Simo was going to say something when we were in the break, and uh, I'm going to let him have the floor. Yeah, it was just about, um, there's this new, I don't know whether it's called a service or a platform or what, it's called uh, QB. Yeah. I don't know if you've, uh, all you guys have heard or seen that, it's Q-U-I-B-I. Basically, it's a mobile HBO. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Um, but essentially, the content is specifically is specifically recorded for this for the mobile platform. And the way yes. they they do it is it's kind of like a dual lens camera system, which records a um, your normal kind of 16 by 9 horizontal video, as well as a portrait all at the same time. And the idea is, as a viewer, you can then hold your your phone whichever orientation you want, your vertical or landscape, and the video will then change. And some scenes, it will specifically, you know, it'll kind of, there'll be an indicator of some some sort that will say, you know, you should flip to widescreen mode for this way, or you might be better vertically for this way. So the idea is, but you don't have to. That, that's the point, is a lot of people, obviously, phones are designed to be held typically in one hand, and then they're normally, obviously, in a vertical orientation. Um, but the idea is they want to make kind of premium quality content that can Have be viewed vertically. Hasn't Steven Spielberg done something with uh, what's it based on Game of Thrones on it? Sophie Turner? Yes, yeah, so Sophie Turner is... Oh. I, I don't know the names of the shows. I know that they're doing kind of like a 90-day trial. No, I'm thinking of the wrong show. On my show, I'm thinking of the wrong show. I, I'm honestly not sure. I don't know the names of what shows are kind of going to be available on it, but it's an interesting idea. Um, I think I first heard about it last year when they kind of the, the company or whatever kind of released themselves and said, "Well, this is what we plan to do." We've already spoken to directors and movie companies and whatever, and this is how it's going to work. And that's when they kind of showed off their camera idea with the jewels dual sensor and everything. So yes, it's an interesting concept. They're basically saying that you know, mobile uh, media consumption via mobile devices is, you know, is more, it is done more than like TV nowadays because, yeah, typically speaking, there may be one or two TVs in a household, whereas every person in the household, you know, once you get to a certain age, will likely have a mobile device. Like they'll be choosing what they want to watch, especially now. Obviously, streaming has gone through the roof. So, so yeah, you can kind of see what they're doing. It's it's a bit of a weird line. I don't think that personally, I've ever gone. Oh yeah, you know, I want to watch this vertically. I want to watch that horizontally. It's kind of like typically, if I'm wanting to watch something on my phone, I'm always going to watch it in landscape mode. Yeah. So, is this like while you've been talking? I just looked it up. Um, so it says here there's um, Liam Hemsworth and Christoph Waltz are doing a movie and then the movie gets delivered in small chapters rather than a whole movie yeah so it's so it's 10-15 minutes so basically anything you watch on it in terms of content 
is the size of an average YouTube video. So mm. you watch it in 10, 15 minute chunks. Yeah. And I think the longest anything is, is about, like in terms of chapters, is about an hour and a half. And it says here, and it's pronounced... on it, Spielberg is on it already. So, and I, I think that's that one with Sansa and Spielberg together. They mm. made, because I saw the demo of how the orientation works. I went, it's a bit fucking weird. I kind of like a, I don't like the whole, maybe it's me and old man shouts a cloud of twisting my phone and then panning it around to see certain aspects. You know what, Chris, I get the idea, because if you think, and I'm, I'm, I'm just thought of an example that you would probably appreciate, you know when you've got digital versions of comics? Yeah. Yeah, the kind you've got to choose which way round when you're flicking through them. Yep. You actually want to look at them frame to frame. And sometimes, if it's a comic you know, you're kind of like, ah, I don't know whether to do this landscape or portrait. Um, so, from that point of view, uh, I almost wouldn't mind the idea, particularly if you're watching on a tablet, that it would go, as long as you didn't do it too often, I think you've got to find that sweet spot where people are go, actually, this scene is going to last five minutes this way, and then this this way, or whatever. Uh, I think that could work. And then also from the point of view that, uh, particularly with young, you know, younger people and our kids and stuff now, I'm still mystified by the fact that I've shown my daughter ten times how she can come downstairs, turn the TV on, make a video, and ping it to our 50-inch TV yeah. right in front of her with better sound quality, picture quality. Think of a crap. And she can do it because a couple of times I'm kind of like, sorry, Dunley, you, you, you know, you're kind of not getting it, being the patronising dad. She's like. No, Dad, I can do it. Oh. No, I agree. I agree. I had exactly the same I thing. I just want to watch TikTok videos on my phone here. Yeah, no, I had exactly the same conversation with my daughter this morning again. Why are you watching it on your phone? You can watch it on the telly. Yeah. Just stick it on the yeah. telly. No, again, uh, there is that element of us being the older guard and kind of maybe not getting it. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see why the company would be looking at this. It, 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 it does make sense. I think where they're going to fall down is obviously you do these chop and change too much that so people will just sack it off. Um, I, I, I don't, for me, reading the blurb about it, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, I, think, I think my general read of it is that you've got to look at a subscription-based service is going to be predominantly filled by the bill player. Well, this is... And in the case of being designed at a younger generation, are a young generation going to pay... How much is it? It's, it's, eight, it's $8 a month or $5 with ads. Yeah, so will the younger generation who are used to pirating everything for free pay five, six quid a month to watch films on their phone in chunks? Or will the bill payer, as in us old farts, be willing to pay five to six quid a month for that. But isn't it going to be the thing of, if that's the only place you can see this content, then you're not going to be one of left out. You're going to... Yeah, but you know, we know exclusive. how anyone can rip anything off an eye. Well, this, can, can they rip this, though? If you can move and if there's that technology in it, is it rippable? Is it I that would, simple? I assume so. It seems like a dynamic there's content. Way. There's always a way. There's always a way to do these things. Mm. 
Um, but I'd, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like watching TV or movies on my phone unless you know you really have to. Um, you know, yeah, if you sat in the car the or something like that. I watch, I watch YouTube videos on my phone, and generally they're instructional videos, yeah. or, or, or if they're more. Um, I suppose almost like visual podcasts or something, so I don't have to pay attention to what they're what mm-hmm. they're actually doing. Uh, but yeah, a movie on my phone—I just can't be asked. Well, they're, but, they're but, saying but, here that I've um, tried it, and I, I've tried. I've, even if I start watching something like, let's say, say, I'm like, um, Better Call Saul, I I started watching episodes of that when I was taking my daughter to karate back when we could go out and do things. And even then, I was like, well, I've got four or five minutes to spare. I can watch an episode of Better Call Saul. Hmm. I started watching and I was like, not enjoying this, actually. I'm getting frustrated that it's on a small screen. I can't yeah. be arsed, so I, I stopped doing it. Well, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing. I got used to watching football on my phone because it's about £30 cheaper a month to legally watch football or at the time until we got locked down. A Sky Sports Pass is six quid a month, mm. or thirty-six quid on your telly. I don't really care. I'm just watching on my phone. But I get, in terms of that, like big things, big films, things that are meant to be seen on gigantic screens. Absolutely, it should be on big screens. But maybe that's me being an old man. Shout to Cloud. But they're, they're, they're saying here <laughs> that um, the idea is in the future to make it a bit like Bandersnatch and make it interactive. So you can choose what's going to happen. Um, and also things like Steven Spielberg's horror series will only be able to stream it after sunset. So wherever the person's watching it, they can only watch it at night time. That's quite cool. I like that. Yeah, I quite like that. I think that's a bit cool. scarier. Um, and then, yeah, so you can't watch it on a computer or big screen TV. Um, and it's pronounced Quibby. Uh, Quibby. Queen but yeah, Queen says here. But there you go, there you go. That's something I've learned today. I did not know about that. Um, well, you know, I like to stay on the forefront of, uh, you know, yeah, tech and tech services. So it's down with the kids. It's down with the kids. I look forward to That's your review of Queen Bee. Um, oh, I'm not going to get it. Bandersnatch style stories are lazy. Why? Why are they lazy? Well, yes, they have to film more stuff for it, but the, surely the whole point of creating a, a story is to choose the best ending for the viewers. Yeah. 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 But yeah. sometimes, what if you disagreed with the choice that the protagonist made? Yeah, it's, I, I, I find that lazy writing, but that's just me. I think the thing is, it's like with Bandersnatch, it is, I mean, how many people actually went back and did it several times? I think, me, I was going to say Chris did. Me. We did it. Well, we, I did. I got I uh, every possible ending, but then I didn't. you're talking to a man who's been speedrunning Resident Evil 3 all week to get every possible yeah. anything out of it, I, like I, ripping it of its content. I think I did it once, and then I was like, okay. Yeah, I think we did two or three times, but it's a gimmick. Yeah, you it know. was, but I think you're right. It's different. I think if it was constant, I don't know how I'd, how I'd take to it, but 
you know, we can't, I guess you can't really knock it until it becomes a constant. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. I haven't done back the snaps, but that's not you know. Sim, I thought you were, you were forward moving. Oh, oh, no, I mean, I knew it was coming. I just, I'm just, don't, 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 just, don't, 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 I chose to spend my time watching something that I was going to be able to love Ireland. Complete. <laughs> love Ireland. Without having to make the decision, you know, turn the telly on, is kind of the decision that I've made is to watch something as opposed to. Yeah, I know. I'm story myself. I get, myself. It. <laughs> I get it. Kind I get of, it. Kind of, we've been a little bit on, on this one. Um, if you want to knock something out, you don't want to feel dodgy about it, so. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, you don't want to feel completely wrong and dirty after knocking one out, do you? So I can see. Do you ever feel wrong, wrong and dirty about knocking one out? My well, brother did earlier when watching Jesus Christ Superstar, and he said that was a strange one. Well, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about? I, I haven't seen. Well, actually, I haven't seen. Uh, a lot of kind of theatre production things, but yeah, I haven't seen Jesus Christ Superstar or they did Joseph last week. Um, Technicolor Dreamcoat. For anyone who hasn't seen them, um, <laughs> started streaming um, 48, uh, 48 hours each week. They're doing um, an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. So a few of us decided we'd, uh, we'd watch, watch along together and started a WhatsApp group just to chat about it while we're watching it. Every Friday at nine. Seven. 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 Yeah. Nine. <laughs> and how do, how do the drinking games work? Oh, we don't, we're not, we're not the drinking games, we're just drinking and chatting. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was like every time they say... Joseph was at various, because the production of it was so easy. It just made for so many right comments. It was brilliant. This week's, um, yeah, it was still funny, but... It was a much sort of slicker production, proper stage show, and yeah, it gets pretty serious by the end. So you're like, all right, okay, well, this is very fun. Yeah, have a drink. Great. Let's uh, let's watch this guy get lashed at the end. And yeah, well, I wasn't sure if it was like every time someone says like the coat or drink coat or technical, oh, yeah. then, then you like sink a pint. Or something. The problem is, you uh, you're you're, you're you're overestimating our musical knowledge. <laughs> yeah, if I knew these things, that would be amazing. Um, whereas, particularly this one, I don't think I'd ever seen this as a musical. I think I'd seen the night I looked it up later. The 1973 film, I'd seen it at one point. I, I kind of sort of went, I don't know any of this. I don't, really don't know any of this. And then like one or two songs came up. I was like. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I've never really seen any any musicals. Really, like, um, Lion King. Yeah, went to see that at the, the theatre down in London. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, the, is it the Lyceum? Um, oh, Lion King was fantastic. Like, yeah, Lion King was incredible. Um, but yeah, and whereabouts were you sitting, Simone, when you saw it? <laughs> it's a. <laughs> Circles, but we were on the front row of that, so we had a brilliant view, and we were right in the middle as well. 
they're not the best places to sit apparently for that show. Yeah, you, so. the theatre is amazing. It is like it's something I can't really explain apart from being an advocate of it. It seems a bit lovey dovey, it seems a bit fun, but genuinely, probably about 75% of the time, I think, in musical theatre, you go watch it live, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, anything I've seen at the theatre, well, within reason, I've, I've really, really enjoyed, and you get swept up in it. Watching musicals that have been recorded and then you're watching them on the telly, not so much. Yeah, I don't think you, it comes across in the same way. It's you don't like the concert though as well though, isn't it? I just Again, that's why it makes me grin when you go to a gig and uh, sort of people sit behind their phone for the entire thing and you're like, how much are you watching that? Because you're not. You get snippets, absolutely. But... Don't sit there behind your phone for two hours. You're mental. Yeah. That drives you mad. You'll never recapture how good it was when you were there. Um, and the most, the, the best example of that in memory for us is when we went to foods. Yeah. That that just Dave Grohl is freaking there. Looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Me. Um, me. Me. He's looking at me. Yeah. It's just yeah, no, that was that was just great. That was great. I know at the moment Pete just stared at him and went, I oh, will suck your dick <laughs> wow. <He was> Maybe <laughs> that may be good enough to remember that. What so what T V have you lot talked about since um I've been T V from Um Only the Stranger, Pete mentioned the Stranger. Yeah, so there were let's Let's dive in then. So, um, all you cool, cool cats and kittens, um, let's uh, talk about the biggest thing on Netflix of the, lo- the show of the lockdown. This is even a show that got mentioned at the coronavirus briefing at the White House yesterday. Yes, it did. So, this is Tiger King. So, just before we start, a little round robin in the room. How many people have watched the show? Or we're all good? I've yeah. watched up to episode six, but I know the outcome. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've only seen about halfway through, but I know everything about it. It's impossible to avoid it, but it, it's kind of been that thing. That, to be honest, after about six, I don't think there's any real revelations anyway, is there? No, you'll no, wait. No. It's, that kind of, it's that kind of thing that it was the right place at the right time it's just exploded it would have probably exploded anyway but I think the very next that everyone is locked down and got to watch yeah. it it's kind of gone oh, yes huge I think it's gone definitely I agree with you there I think it's gone got bigger than it would have it would have yeah, I agree gotten bigger than it would have I think everyone who's anyone who's watching it and because I don't I don't think it's as mind blowing as some of the other ones that we've seen no, not at all. I don't think you're going to get as good as Making a Murderer. That was the first one that really kind oh, of yeah. dropped and kept everyone talking. And people um, now, like, still talking whether or not he did it. Um, the problem with these shows is there's no closure to them. So wow. it's kind of... They have officially announced that next episode. Yeah, but that, that next episode... That. 
is now ju it's just a bunch of interviews, isn't it? Training your expectation on that one a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's just this guy doing interviews with everyone, and it's just, I think it's just cashing in. I think it's a rush together. Oh, it's episode. not another episode as such. It's it's just it's an after show. Yeah, you know, like um, when you know, Netflix yeah. or something big, like Stranger Things, and they have like the after show show. Like Nerdist did with um, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a one of them, and they're talking to the people that will talk to them, it's and it's generally not the main people. Anything, um, anything that involves Jeff Lowe. Reactions of that, mm. but again, Carol Baskin's not in it. Uh, Joe Exotic is not on it. Um, but yes, there, there is a thing. You're absolutely right. It's kind of, I think around about 12th April, something 12, like that. Yeah, 12th April it drops, and it is just the bottom feeders. It's just the people that want exposure, and they'll say anything. So to... you do wonder what Carol Baskin right now is doing that she's become this thing. Giving <laughs> her money, mate. Not giving food. Not sticking on all her money and not giving a shit. I don't know. So there, let's talk about um, the strongest part of this whole show is the memes that have come out of Tiger King. Um, the one with the photo of Carol Baskins and her husband and then a picture of Jeff Lowe next to it and just like people just putting like diagrams over the top of how their faces match. Oh, what, her first abusive husband? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's like, yeah. she's hired her, her husband. To... <laughs> but they do look similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 the amount of memes and stuff, like, now you think my birthday card saying, like, you know, I'm sorry that you're in quarantine, it's all fucking Carol Baskin's fault. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> makes me... I like that. I like. I do like. I saw one. There's one picture of um, like a tiger going for a shit, and then there was an arrow pointing at the poo, just saying Carol Baskin's husband. The one I've come across the most is the um, "I'll never financially recover from this," <laughs> and that's just been used in so many things. But one, one of my favourite ones that where it's been used is um. um when Dad sees the light switch left on, <laughs> I'll never financially recover from this. Well, there's one. There's a picture of the guy saying, "I'm not gay," and then there's Joe Exotic oh, just yeah. making it I rain with that. all of these like, things. <laughs> It's so it, weird. All sorts I, of information would have been handy in my reckless twenties. I yeah, get exactly. a like, right. Get a I'm tiger. Sure I'll scale coaches to zoo. I'll nick a tiger cub. I mean, hell, you know, get laid for at least six months or so, and then just pop the bad boy back. <laughs> all of these things that just did not know. It was. I think it was um, episode two. We just sat down with dinner, and it starts with seeing someone having their arm bitten off. Oh, by a tiger, oh, yeah. and I was just like, 
there was no kind of they didn't address it at all of how she put her hand in there why what she was doing it was just oh yeah this just happened <laughs> yeah then when he's like oh, i will never recover from this and it's just like <laughs> that's your concern like oh stop your fussing and it bleeds too much mm. and you're like oh you look really happy nurse no, fingertip you know they bleed a lot so <laughs> it's all right you know it'll be fine i'll just bandage it up it's like you lost a limb I know, she was so chill about it. Yeah, she was fine. She seems to be the most grounded person in that documentary, though, of all the people. You think grounded? Yeah, but it's a very very low bar. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Very low bar. Maybe, nice. (laughs) Grounded, probably wrong word. (laughs) It's like, if someone... Normal, out of all of them. They're all quite... Doing the documentary... Hmm... Actually, I, 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 I did feel for him because he was being... The TV guy? Yeah, the TV dude, because he was a bit like, I was blatantly doing this as a reality show. This was my understanding of a reality... You know, it was like Love Island with Tigers. Or, yeah. you know, that was... He was in his head. He was on the phone Yeah, and he was just kind of like, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to own this, and I'll own the rights to this, and I'll own all the money on the people we airing. And then the guy, it just all fell apart. And for the guy to actually go, fuck it. Yeah. I'm off. I actually had a bit of respect for him because I was kind of like, yeah, I think I'd probably get to that point too if I were him. As, as, As crazy as everyone is in that show, I did start to feel a tiny bit sorry for Joe Exotic towards the end because it's basically everyone just took advantage of him and just just saw an easy opportunity to get something, whether it was Carol Baskins, whether it was Joe, he, uh, the, even the, the, the dude doing the camera work, the reality show, they all, because he turned around and said, look, I own everything. So, you know, it's all it all belongs to me. Everyone just exploited that bloke that wanted the fame. And it was just, you know, it was just easy pickings. For them, and then they, he was coerced into, you know, saying those things, and yeah, he did some stupid things. I'm not saying he, he was innocent. Killed. He did hire a guy to kill a woman. Well, this is this is it though. They're saying like he offered him three grand, and he was like, "Oh, I just took the three grand and ran." So it's whether they were pushing him into giving no, three no, grand no, over. Come on, he did. But I just felt, out of everything, I don't know if he deserves 29 years in jail. Maybe not that long, but um, he definitely deserved to do some time. Mm. But that mullet and cowboy songs, mm. I think 29 years he got off like. Hey, and he weren't he a bad, he weren't a bad know, country he singer. He doesn't sing those songs, do What? Yeah, that's not his voice. That's not him. I was no. just about to say he was not a bad country singer. No, no, it's not him. That's a whole separate story. He's right, on the podcast, they addressed it. Hold that on. That was the redeeming thing about him. So he's... He, he, he saw a tiger, and a tiger saw a man. So he's Smelly Cat. He's basically <laughs> Smelly Cat. <laughs> 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 I was watching it, and I was just like, no, I'm sure that's not him. And I remember that was the podcast, wasn't it? That yeah. He, yeah. And uh, listen to the guy talk. He... 
and I'll sing like that. It's a completely different guy's voice. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it, that was a separate lawsuit, I believe. They addressed it in the podcast. Um, oh, they didn't the touch on that. That wasn't in the TV show. Yeah, no. In that case, you go to hell. Yeah. You go to hell and you die. He shot and killed some of his tigers because he couldn't afford to feed them and that all they needed some veterinary stuff and he just shot. But if he has the voice of an angel, Ben, I'm going to let that go. Yeah, but he doesn't. But now you're telling me he doesn't, so now I have new information. <laughs> it's a game changer. Yeah. And that, can we do another round drop here? Do, do we think Carol Baskin killed her second husband and fed him to the tigers? Yes. I'd love Undisputably. Yeah, oh my god. She is a stone cold killer. Yeah. Yes. She is. Yeah. The last words to so many people, I'm going to go ask her for a divorce, and then he's never seen from again. Or heard from. There, was, there was one moment when she said, oh, um, it's, it's sardine oil. That's all you need. That will send tigers crazy. It's sardine oil. Yeah. Well, hell. No, they, they said about. That's right. He said he had. They sprayed cologne on the boots. Yeah, and, but, uh, and she's like, "Oh no! If you want to get says, no, 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 But that—that's almost as bad as um, the time O.J. Simpson released a book saying, "I didn't kill her, but if I did, this is how I'd do it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and also the fact that how she just did this nervous laugh all these. When she'd address an accusation and then she'd do this weird little awkward nervous laugh at the end of it, I was like, oh, I'd yeah. rather you just admit it. And she's. Had impunity, but your little awkward laughs are worse than what you're. And you know, her husband, she's told him everything to say. She's looking at him the whole time, staring at him while he's talking. The BSG? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Carol Baskin in that background. Yeah. Yeah, I think mean, which which is shag Carol Baskin if you knew you weren't going to get fed to tigers. No. <laughs> See, maybe. <laughs> you get fed to the tigers rather than have to sleep with them. I don't know. You tell me. It's just they're also. Casual, just like even the the camera crew just getting in with the tigers and just milling about. And I, I wouldn't do that for shit. And no, they're, they're all fucking crazy. When they get caught, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a nick. I mean, that's like me walking through like Salary Brook near mine and going, ah, <laughs> uh, do you know what? I got a little bit of a nettle. Nick here, and I wore three quarter legs. You silly bastard! Well, cash on your neck. Tigers, end off! Fuck's sake! Just want to add add something to this conversation while I remember. So uh, yesterday I saw online um, Doc Antle had had done a post, mm. uh, basically uh, kind of discussing his unhappiness with the content in the show and uh, um, there wasn't so much the content but uh, the way everything was obviously edited and portrayed mm. and what he was saying was like for example uh, oh, who's the, um, the the husband that they had like the, the, uh, the buzz cut and 
missing teeth. Oh yeah. Um, oh. Well, obviously, was it John? Um, but, but yeah. So, so like for example, here he said like I've met him before, and like yeah, they'd basically told him to like take. I think he actually had like um, fake teeth. Right. Which he normally wears, and so he's normally got like a full smile. Mm. Um, and and there was like, and he was saying, uh, Doc Antle was saying. You know, he's told, they've obviously said, you know, put on your most southern accent possible, take your teeth out, mm. you know, keep your shirt off so everyone see your tattoos and everything, you know, make a scene. And also, like, Saf, the lady who lost her arm, mm. um, he said, every if you look at all the other shots that she's in, then she lost her arm, uh, it's always covered up, or she's always got, like, um, the sleeve yeah. tucked into her pocket. Um, it was only ever exposed when it was the one-to-one interview with her like sitting outside yeah from from episode two because episode um, one it wasn't visible no exactly so, so it's only that again so it's like framed in the sense that um you know to make it you, you know for, for dramatization well, it's, it's it's um scripted reality to an extent yeah so like they're yeah. they're creating content for you to watch and i think you know shows like top gear are all completely scripted <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah. just got distracted by Deep Rose's picture. Um, but it does the job. Same as making a murderer. I, there's probably things that are just skewed for our entertainment. Absolutely. They, you know, the, the, who, the documentary makers, they've got their view on how things have played out and they're always going to edit their material to follow their narrative. Hmm. There's, there's bound to be tons of stuff on the, on the cutting room floor. That, um, I, that see. Um, I would love, love to see all of the footage that went up in flames in the in that oh. studio. Oh yeah, God! You could, be, but you can't. You yeah. couldn't make it up that that happened. Ah, uh, it's crazy. Joe burned that down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, I saw a tweet from Louis Farou, and a few years ago he did a documentary on these kind of people with the big game cats and stuff. And he interestingly said, um, he's going to reserve comment on what he's watched. Um, because he had an interview with Jay exotic on one episode. And that did make me think that maybe he's seen that they're not portraying it fairly and accurately. Like you say, and they're skewing the narration of it for yeah. so rather than him, slag off the documentary makers he just chose not to say anything about it at all yeah. and I thought it was quite well, telling yeah, having watched the episodes I've watched and listened to the podcast whilst there are things missing from each hmm. there's still a, a, the sim similar narratives of you know Joe Exotic definitely hired someone to kill Carol Baskin I don't, I don't have any doubts about that and Carol Baskin killed her husband <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and those two things yeah, I don't think you're going to sway me on that I, I think no, I do think he did try to get someone to kill her it's just I think that once the idea was there Jeff and his mate pushed him further oh, into yeah. that to make it happen um, the podcast um, didn't say about the, the strip club owner being a federal did it 
Simone. No. No. So when he said no. that, holy shit. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. Him who, if you just give him a bag of money, he'll tell you anything, kind of. He'll turn his back on anyone. Oh, that, yeah. That guy. So I wouldn't yeah. wouldn't trust him for a second. Jeff, Jeff Lowe is a dirty piece of I don't like him. He's, he's, his beard's too tiny for his face. I don't like it. And a, a guy who's, I'd say, mid-50s to 60s, wearing a bandana. Bandana. Yeah. And get out. Get out. But the, um, it was just... The, the lifestyle of all those girls living with that, um, I can't remember the other guy's name, the guy with the long oh, hair. Right. Yeah, right. and he was had all the girls, and they'd be earning, like, I don't know, was it? $50? $100 a week. Wasn't it? $100 $100 a week. A week. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 they were getting food and board on. But they, was, they were working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and crazy. Uh, yeah, but then I think on a obviously a, a lesser extent than than the tiger thing, I I've heard people tell me previous, even with places like Colchester Zoo, God love them, um, with people that want to you know, like volunteer and help and stuff like that, and um, yeah, they have to work very very hard. Um, and there is that very difficult element of volunteering slash taking advantage of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very, very difficult that if these people came in and went, yeah, I'm here and I'm here for the animals, hmm. and then several years later then turned around and went, well, I was barely paid for it. It's like... Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that's right, but as I said, I, I, I do know with things like Culture Suzuki, for sake of argument, you can volunteer to work there, yeah. but if you volunteer to work there, you've got to do a load of shitty jobs and stuff like that, because there's a lot of people queuing up to do it, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, so a um, couple of days' time, we'll have... The um, I watch it the interview episode, but I just think it'll be a lot of fluff. I don't think it'll be anything. Oh, it'll be a lot of fluff. People talking about the the episodes. Well, they it's a thing they seem to have in America. Where um, not that I'm a huge watcher, but shows like Mer- uh, Housewives of such and such a state. And then at the end of each season, they have a season. They have an episode where they all sit down and talk about the season and all the arguments and the feuds and stuff like that. So it's probably just going to be reflecting. And I'm sure Jeff Lowe will have loads to say of what's happened to his life since then, because this is now his opportunity to become something. I suppose. Yes, yeah, sure. Become a celebrity, become popular. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think there's any more story to tell. Um, no. Joe's in jail. That's it. The only thing is the it's death of his um, making a murderer season two uh, didn't yeah, work, did it? Very, very similar. The, the last, the last few episodes of that, you could tell they were really scraping mm. off the because it's difficult. And again, this series will suffer the same fate if anything yep. major happens. 
we'll know because it will come up in major news. Yes. Where following yep. it, might you know the big crazy like what the crap is? So many people didn't know about this, uh, or the vast majority, particularly over here, didn't know about it. <laughs> it's like bloody hell. Whereas now anything comes out, it's all yeah. to do with Joe Baskin. Well, is it the same with that? Um, Chris having a moment, or I know he's just uh, wait. Or no, there he is. Um, <laughs> it's the same as the Aaron Hernandez documentary. You know, lots of stories like that. They're happening all the time in America, so we don't really hear a lot about them. And it's not until someone with a bit of vision says, "Oh, there's a bit more to this. Let's make something of it." And I think, yeah. The Tiger King stuff was lucky that they were doing that at the time and all yeah. that kind of unfolded. No, I couldn't believe the amount of actual footage they had of certain things, like his phone call with the lawyers when mm. Jeff Blood starts telling them where F and Jeff off and all that lot. Yeah. It was, like, it was like bloody hell, you know, if he was allowing all of this to be filmed, again, you go back to what the film guy recorded and what the hell was he allowed to be filmed <laughs> yes. during all that? And, um, before it really shit really hit the fan, it's sort of like, my God, could you listen? I mean, it's worth having a listen to the podcast because there's stuff in there that isn't in the TV show. Mm. And my God, some of the parties and stuff that went on sound a bit mental. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, give it another year or so, there'll probably be another couple more of these sort of shows that drop. Um, and they're getting quite disposable now. I think since Making a Murderer, there was the one about the stairs. I can't remember what it was called, saying about stairs. Where he pushed his wife. The staircase. Yeah, Do that's the one. Do you worry that this is possibly encouraging a mentality of people to up things to be... Sensationalised. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, possibly. I mean, you know, us as viewers, um, and again, you know, I'll lap that crap up, and, and I did, and I watched it, and I binge-watched it, and I watched it pretty quick. I watched the whole thing inside of a week. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see that over the next, you know, few months in particular and stuff like that, and obviously for these channels to create new content will be very difficult with coronavirus and everything else, but are we then going to start getting spoon-fed all this reality TV. Because, again, we've got a load of reality TV on terrestrial television. Hmm. People move away from it, and then almost it's like it's been thrown on us again yeah. on Netflix and everything else, and then we're all following it again, but it's just produced a little more clever. Well, yeah, I, 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 Netflix is more... It feels more documentary than reality TV and I know there is a bit of gearing it towards what they want you to see but it is still more documentary than reality TV but yeah you know, I actually preferred this to making a murderer um, just in the fact that it didn't repeat stuff constantly throughout each episode whereas yeah. making a murderer you'd, every episode would bring back stuff from previous episodes that's, that's a that's a very over again to drag it into 10 episodes I think that could have been a 5 or 6 episode documentary would have been brilliant but that's but a, that, that they dragged it out to make it more and uh, I like that this hasn't done that that's a very Americanised thing as these get more popular Ben do you not think that they're 
there is a real difficulty and responsibility with the likes of Netflix where they're presented as fact um, that as we get more susceptible to these things um, that they'll get more and more and more produced to look fancier and swankier and stuff like that and then we'll just buy it as that's the truth. Yeah, I think I'm on new soap operas. I think the responsibility is on Netflix to stop that kind of shit from happening. I mean, um, did you see there was an article that dropped today about the, the show's creator, the guy who did the documentary? No. He, um, he, he was saying he cannot believe people are clamouring for Joe Exotic to be released from prison. He said the guy deserves to be imprisoned because he did the things that he's been put in prison for. Um, he said, uh, you know, there, there does need, people need to draw a line and not get swept up in kind of something. Yeah, but you look at all the um, high-profile serial killers and people like that in jail that yeah. get people sending love letters or want to marry them and stuff like that. You make someone popular, it's going to happen. This man, if he was out the street, would have killed you. <laughs> to marry him. Yeah, and this one would have. Um... I suppose it's, it's, it's the charisma aspect, isn't it, though? Because they're entertaining. Now, some people can be entertaining by being charming. Hmm. And then some people can be entertaining by just being like, what the crap? And I think, as much as Joe Exotic thinks he is the charmer or the, you know, the James Bond or the. Everyone wants to be the danger guy or um, whatever he was called in The Simpsons, the the, 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 um, the daredevil kind of bloke. Oh, yeah. He isn't. I think he is He is the intriguing freak. And, mm. I, I, and I think that's the saddest thing, that I don't think he's ever quite tweaked. Yeah. That that's what he is. And, and, and I think he... he he feels he's the entertainer and he feels he's the main attraction. And it's like, oh, instead, no, you're only, attract, you're only attracting because you're odd. Um, uh, you, you're not an entertainer. You're just freaking weird. And that's the entertainment. Yeah, you are the entertainer. But then, I, mean, he... I think people were taking advantage of him. So yes. I, I do, I, that's why I feel. That's why I do have a bit of, I feel sorry for him a little bit, that it probably wouldn't have been as bad for him if it hadn't been for everyone else pushing him. People saw an opportunity and they took it. Um, and he just wasn't smart enough to fucking get himself out of it. But like you say about all those, like the responsibility for Netflix, there's loads of shows. I think Towie and... Chelsea and all those shows have a little disclaimer that says events have been altered. Yeah, they're to, very yeah. Yeah, to, um, like there's a show. I don't know if we've talked about it. Um, Netflix did that show Love at First Sight. Yeah. Um, which was crazy. Where where weren't allowed to meet and they had to choose to marry someone. Yeah, so they they're all in a room either side of each other in these pods, they can't see each other, and it's just talking. So all it is is just talking, and then six of them ended up proposing to the others, and they then had to follow it through, go on a honeymoon, meet the family, and then eventually get married. Um, and some of them went through with the wedding, and some of them didn't. Um, but there was one guy, 
by episode at the end of episode one, he told a girl he loved her. It's crazy, and he'd never seen her. Well, he'd just been talking to her for a wall. It's crazy. I don't get that. Yeah. The best thing, though, was to watch the... I don't get forcing people into that situation where they have to go through with something like that, which is a life-changing... But then you get... The best bit was the car crash of the final episode yeah. where they do the weddings. So you get... The first one they did, it was a I do and all that, and then it was people pulling out at the altar and just seeing the fallout. One oh, girl, man. one girl taking her shoes off and running out of church down the street. Camera crew chasing <laughs> after her, and she's just going mental. She's screaming at this guy. They have a massive argument. It, they they big it up to be this terrible thing. Then they do the reunion episode at the end, and they're back together, boyfriend and girlfriend, and doing it properly instead of going through the marriage thing. But there was one guy. They didn't even get to the wedding. Because he turned around to the woman and just said, look, I should probably tell you by now, um, I've dated all kinds of people. And she was like, all right. He went, yeah, all kinds of people, women, men, and everything. And she then she just got a bit uncomfortable saying, oh, so you're bisexual. And then they just had a massive fallout. She threw a drink in his face. And I was lapping it up like Michael Pop Jackson popcorn gif. This is just brilliant. This is just trash TV. It's terrible. It's not real. These people have been forced into doing this, but there's something you just get hooked on it. I suppose it's like that's why shows like the Kardashians and all that are so popular. It's because you just fall into this fantasy world of just drama and all sorts. Yeah. But anyway, getting off the subject from Joe. Poor old Joe Zotic. The saddest thing I think I felt was seeing his hairstyle in prison. <laughs> his, his poor hair, that slapped down fringe, and his mullet just had no life in it. No, no hair dye anymore. No, no, no it's just all black, and um, just protect. And it just reminded me of Stephen Avery. All of those calls where he's like, "I'm going to pr prove my innocence. I'm going to get myself out of here." It's like, mate, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah. If, if anything, you've got more chance of getting uh, Jeff in the oh. cell next to you. Nah, by Trumpany. Hmm. My name is Jeff. Hello, my name is Jeff. Um, so, yeah, I think the next thing I'm going to try and watch, and I did say I was going to do this when um, we had the 50th episode, but I didn't get around to it, but now I've got plenty of time. I'm going to try and get a money heist. That um, yep. Colin was yeah. talking about. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. That appeared on my. Was it on the top ten list? Or yeah, because yeah, yeah, we've got a new season. Oh yeah, it might be worth a go. That's the one that's in Spanish, isn't it? Mm. So you're have to, but, yeah. Well, I, I say let's try and do at least one or two episodes before yeah. the next pod, yeah. and uh, see what we think. Because let's did, do a bad boys watch along, and we'll do a bad boys watch along. So, although Chris has never seen Bad Boys One. I haven't watched any of them, but <laughs> I'll get round to it. Bad Boys for Life watch along, Chris. Yeah, I'll get round to it. I know I will. Go on. Probably won't mean as much to him. <laughs> Just going straight in on the third one. No, that's why. Oh, bad Boys before we do the Bad Boys watch along. A bit of humour. One and two. Oh, no, I will, no, I will do it. I'll definitely do it. It's 
because you need to do one to go, oh, that's really good. And then two to go, oh, Jesus, what that, that fucking jump the shot. And then, uh, and then three to go, hey, it's good again. It's, it's the same sort of trajectory as watching the Lethal Weapon movies. It goes, eh, then three it dips, and then I liked four. Four, four kind of pulled it back. Oh, I see. I, I, three was, I still enjoyed it. When are you thinking of doing it? Um, well, I, I don't know. I don't know about your diary, but mine's pretty free. <laughs> okay, Monday evening, yeah. Monday, yeah, we can do that. Right. Did we have we talked about lethal weapon? I can't remember. What in that they're going to do another one? They're doing another. Richard Donner is doing another one. It's called Lethal Weapon Five. I'm really too old. <laughs> yeah, they better not be called that. Yeah. <laughs> lethal Weapon oh, Five. Yeah. No, really, it's happening. But. Yeah, I think I think ago, but um, there's been too much alcohol and too much lockdown to. Mm. I'm, I'm sure. That's the thing. There's, the chat, I don't know. there's not going to be many new movies to talk about now, so yeah. we are going to kind of run out. But anyway, we'll um, put a pin in it after Tiger King, and um, that, that's the one good thing for this lockdown is we'll probably just have some regular podcasts coming out. Because, um, let's face it, we've got nothing else to do. Right. So anyway, um, as we're doing this live, the magic of technology is going to see us out. So um, my name's been Wyatt. It's always been Wyatt. I don't know why I say my name's been Wyatt. Um, I've been Wyatt. I'm always Wyatt. Anyway, thanks for listening. Are you sure? Are you yes, sure? I, 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 I still am. Um, so from me, it's goodbye. From Ben. Fuck Carol Baskin. From Pete. Fuck Carol Baskin. From Simo. Fuck Carol Baskin. And from Chris. Chris. Fuck Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd lost him then. I was about to blame Carol Baskin. But anyway, fuck Carol Baskin. We'll see you next time. Hello, <laughs> there you go. See, still not. I should really take them out of the queue once I've finished with them. But that works much better. We should just. I, sh- I should just bring my laptop next time, and we could just do it live like that. Yeah, no. And then works. it's all one file ready to go. There you go. Yeah, within reason. Within reason, yeah. Um, but there's a house party in my pants. <laughs> If you get in your pants again, Simo, can you please let us know and invite us on house party? That was the most tremendous uh, thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it for you now, but... Oh, this but, uh, flesh. Like you know. match where you had it from two perspectives. So you had you, and you had your wife, and suddenly it converged into one, and then both cameras went off just as you like stripped off into your pants, and <laughs> I'm like... <gasps> did you have a spatula in your... You had, like, what did you have in your hand? A belt. Belt, not spatula. I remembered it as a spatula for some reason. It was my belt <laughs> um, to basically beat her with and then tie her up. Yeah, that that that, yeah. Was, that was a good end to the night. I wasn't expecting it to go there. That was yeah, it was a good end to the night. Yeah, thanks. Funny, yeah.